0: Hey writer, before I introduce you to today's fantastic guest, I have my own exciting news to share. You may or may not know this about me, but I teach courses to both aspiring and struggling children's authors, and I've been working at leveling up my teaching game and my courses to make sure that everybody has fun and stays engaged starting on October 28th next week is mission possible a crash course. It's a five week tune up program for past students that I'm inviting you to as well. It's designed to kickstart your publishing business just in time for the holidays. I can't wait to get started on this new program and to help writers grow their writing businesses. Send me a message if you want more info. Today, I'm talking to a seasoned children's author who's been published both traditionally and independently. Have a listen to hear about both ways and then let me know what you think. Would you still want to be traditionally published or you may be leaning more towards indie now? Have a listen. Let me know what you think.
1: Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Writer's Way podcast. Today, I'm talking to the amazing Amber Brown. Thank you for coming on here with me.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lori. Excited to be here.
0: You um, you do things that speak really closely to my heart and things that I wish I could do. I taught kindergarten for 10 years and like four-year-olds are my people and like teenagers are not my people. <laughs> they do not find me funny. They don't like my jokes. But um, so I'm really impressed that, that you can target all those ages. So uh, I won't blather on. How about you share with us a bit about you and your bio and who you are and where you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, sure. So I became a writer, well, I guess, like a lot of writers say, I've always been a writer. I didn't become one. I've just loved writing since I was a kid. And when I was finishing high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt really stressed and anxious about that transition. And I felt that there was no book out there that I wanted to pick up and read to support me through that, that change. So essentially I wrote the book that I wanted on the bookshelf at the time. And once I saw that come into the world, then the series unraveled from there. So I'm the eldest of six, and yeah, when you said about communicating to different ages, I think it can it can feel hard to connect and and make sure that the words that you use are you know the most appropriate, most engaging for that age group. but my I was lucky my youngest brother was fourteen, so he was making that transition to high school so I could work with him and his friends and they could point me in the right direction and be like, no, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. So I, I found it really helpful having my own little Guinea pigs that could steer yes. me and make sure that I was on point with that. So
0: I, I talk about my kids as my test subjects a lot. So that's nice that you have a lot of siblings.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of siblings. Um, but yeah, we're all really close and they're all the first ones to provide very honest feedback if they do or don't like something, which I appreciate. So So, yeah, that's me. I guess today I've got the series, a book for kids finishing school, starting high school and then starting school. And since I've published two extra books, one a biography of Dr. Zeus, and then at latest one is a kid's meditation book. Um, So that's what's out in the world book-wise for people to to collect. But um, besides that, my background's in psychology. My passion is supporting youth. Um, I experienced pretty severe anxiety as a as a kid. So I'm very passionate about empathizing with others going through that and providing tools to support kids to overcome it. Mm,
0: I love that, which is the part that speaks to me. Great, Lisa. So thank you for the work that you're doing. We need more and more and more of it. Um, can you share with us? Because you shared with me, um, your first book, I think you said, was actually published by Harper Collins, which everybody thinks is like the be-all and end-all, one of the top five, they're going to discover me, I'm going to be rich, I'm going to <laughs> sail around the world. So can you share, was that your experience, or maybe not quite? No, I think
1: when I was writing a book, I thought that that would be the end, that I would then walk away, and that was it. I'd written a book, and that that would be, yeah, fulfilling enough. And I'm not sure if this is characteristic of, of me as a person, or all writers experience this, I'd love to hear you know your feedback on this. But I feel like that was just when, when that happened, when the book got taken over by HarperCollins, that was like the first of so many million more steps. And there's just this whole marketing world and this ongoing ongoing project of spreading awareness. And even if you're a self-publisher, if you have a small press, medium press, or one of the big five, I think today it is very common that as an author they want you on the ground sharing your message. And, yeah, it, it doesn't just end there. It doesn't mean that they're just going to take it over. Obviously people with a big name, um, there's different levels of support, but I was very fortunate in that my book was picked up by HarperCollins, so they contacted me to obtain the rights, so that was not your usual. Um,
0: oh when- yeah, stop there. How did how they, they find you? So I, when I first,
1: I guess, to wind back, okay I finished the book and then I thought I would just send it out and of course, that a publisher would take it on and that would be it, right? That, that yeah. sounds so easy. Yeah. <laughs> Six months passed and I didn't hear anything back. I heard a couple of no's. I contacted 100 agents, um, you know, lucky to get a few no's, and then I contacted yeah. all the publishers, lots of no's again. But I really did believe in the need for this book to be on the shelf, so I decided that um, after that period of time that I would continue and self-publish, which I then did, and which was an amazing experience in itself because Self-publishers, you get to know all the different parts of the process: editing, um, publishing, paper, marketing—you know, the, the whole spectrum—which I think is a really helpful thing for an author to really understand and get that that depth of knowledge about. Um, which, if your experience is just handing it straight to a publisher, perhaps you don't get get all of that. So grateful for that experience. Um, my book that was then picked up by a couple of bookstores, and it was a scout from HarperCollins that saw my book sitting on a shelf. In a bookstore that then contacted me to ask to obtain the rights.
0: Oh, so you had published it yourself, correct. and it, are we talking about the Guide to Life and Happiness after school? After school, correct. The finishing okay. school book. First. And so you published it yourself, and then what's that process like? What do you have to do because it's already published? So what do you have to do?
1: Yeah. So to let them have it. A... So they request to obtain the rights, and then at that point, I did speak to a couple of other publishers because once you have one of the big five involved then you have a little bit more I guess room to, to offer it to other publishers and then so I spoke to Penguin and a couple of others to kind of see what offers people might put on the table so that it started a whole new conversation mm-hmm. so they the ability at that point to decide on one do you want to give it to them you own the rights once you've self-published and um, to looking over a contract, I engaged a literary agent to help me through that process because I didn't understand a lot of the contract. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, it was it has been an honor for HarperCollins to print their logo on my book and to help distribute it. Mm-hmm. So I went went with them and they then put it through their own editing process and relaunch it. Okay. So that was um, relaunched in Australia in 2017. And just this month is being relaunched in by HarperCollins US.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, so
1: things move a lot slower with big houses than they do <laughs> with yeah. self-publishing. But, um, yeah, and I also have my own small press. So I publish uh, books through my own Mahler Publishing as well and have a factory um, in China who I've been and, and met with. And, um, yeah, so I'm still doing both, both means okay. of publishing.
0: And do you publish for other people or just yourself?
1: Just for myself at the moment, still, yeah. Okay, so, oh, sorry. No, no, that's okay, I was gonna say, I've been contacted, like people have asked me to, but I don't have the, um, it's just me, I'm outsourcing everything, so I'm outsourcing editing and so forth. So I don't have in-house staff, I'm,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So at the moment,
0: just my own. big undertaking, yes. So HarperCollins still has that first one, and then you chose after that to do it yourself.
1: Correct, yeah. So,
0: so I, why? Yeah, no. Okay. Why that... I was just going to say why. Why did you make that choice?
1: Yes. Yeah. So last year, I, my husband and I decided to drive around Australia and we launched because I'm from Sydney, Australia. <laughs> I've just moved to New York at the start of this year.
0: Oh, um, that's a big so change.
1: You're from New York now, yeah. So last year, my husband and I drive, drove around Australia and decided because we noticed that The first book was getting most traction from schools. So we defined the target market was schools, education Mm -hmm. systems, and decided to go and drive around and visit schools. We were visiting about 12 schools a day. Um, So we visited, yeah, like over 300 schools. And we're just going straight in and selling the books to these schools, offering it. And, um, yeah, we had a great success. Um, The starting high school book did the most, sold the most copies. We sold out last year. And, yeah, we're selling more copies um, this year to the same schools. They're purchasing it in bulk for their students. Oh, nice! At the end of the day, the decision was really a, a money decision. It was based on, um, yeah, how much I get per book. I think once there's the publishing house, obviously, they have their own costs, which you understand. Yeah. And, yeah, being able to manage the distribution in Australia, I decided that I would continue and, and do that directly. But having moved to the U.S., I'm now kind of in conversations with how I'll launch it here, the other two books. So it's a bit bigger, the U.S. market.
0: <laughs> yes. So you have a warehouse, I'm assuming, and you ship books to Australia and keep them there and then you just. Correct. Yeah. 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 And so now you have to decide if you want to do the same in the U.S.
1: Yeah, exactly. A lot of books. Yeah. yeah. Now in the U.S. I've been having some exciting conversations with the Department of Education and they're quite interested in the books. So. And talking with a distributor so this has all just been me being proactive reaching out and
0: yeah.
1: a lot of the legwork that a lot of authors have to do but it's, it's yeah. a lot of work
0: a lot of work i do know somebody i don't know if you know jay maletsky and his company so he has a a deal with a chinese printer but he also his company also warehouses the book so if you need another name to reach out and get some quotes from sorry this is a little bit off topic everybody but maybe i'll just throw his company in the show notes and then anybody who's interested um yeah he's setting he's setting up some really cool stuff through his company that gives us back to a uh, certain community as well so anyway i won't go on about it but
1: oh, that sounds interesting and yeah that's okay distribution is such a big part of getting the books into people's hands so it's something that I'm kind of learning on the ground here in the states it changes country to country yes but when I first started writing a book it wasn't about the money at all I didn't I was first self-publishing through blurb I wasn't making anything but I just wanted to get the book out there and I recently spoke to a a new author who just published her book and I felt that I was so talking about money and you know if you do it this way you get this much and she was like I don't care about the money and I'm like well, but after so many years of so much effort, I kind of do now. Like it's my you kind of do. Life, you
0: know? Well, yeah. And it takes up so much time and so much effort that, yes, that part of you, of course, just wants to get your books out and help people. But you also, when you're, you start looking at the bottom line, well, I could make $2 per book or I could make $5 per book. And it's the same amount of effort and work. So why wouldn't you?
1: Exactly. A business decision. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I never want to sound like that author that is, is chasing a coin, but there is, it is now my full-time job and it, yeah, it's my livelihood. I want to produce more books and I'm starting yeah. to a new series. So in order to do that, we need to fund it. And-
0: yeah. And you are a business. And I think a lot of people go into it and it's a hobby and it's that creative outlet and they have this idea, so they pursue it. But if you continue, you're so right. It's a business. <laughs> and so you have to put your Business hat on, all those different hats, right?
1: Yes, yeah, all
0: those hats, exactly. That's exciting. You're doing a new series. Is it still the same sort of anxiety focus and helping kids, or is it? Um, So the
1: new series that I'm doing, I can't disclose too much because it's (laughs) not out yet, but it is based on positive psychology principles for young kids. So the goal will be to get these skills into the hands of kids that you would appreciate. I'll share with you as soon as they're... Okay, uh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> in, do. Yeah. it's a collaboration with a professor from um from a university here so it's yeah it's very exciting and yeah i look forward to to sharing that in the near future maybe we can do a follow-up interview yes
0: more. absolutely six months send me an email and we'll get you back on to talk about it congratulations lots on your plate
1: yes yeah lots of projects in the air i think it's a matter of now like all authors will relate to Putting time aside and getting things done, and not getting too overwhelmed by all the different things up in the air, like actually, because that can just take up so much time in itself. Kind it? of being making your lists and thinking about all you have to do. So,
0: so how do you how do you keep how do you keep it organized? How do you keep it from taking over? <laughs> yeah. I have been a victim to that for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. So here in New York, I've started attending attending, sorry, writer's meetings, which I find a really helpful to space to put aside. Usually they're two hour or three hour blocks. And I'll find that I'm most productive when I attend these meetings. They're called, have you heard of Shut Up and Write?
0: I think Shut I up. have. <laughs> it's
1: a not-for-profit international organization. And I host a couple of those meetings, but I just find it so helpful to sit with other writers, Get their energy, bounce off it, hold yourself accountable, at the start of the meeting, today I'll be doing this and really then following through, doing that for that period of time. And then yeah, that's one way that I found to be really helpful.
0: And so you you declare what you're gonna work on and then everybody like opens up their laptops and works.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and oh, then you I love it. And, write, and then at the I end, love it. Yeah, it's really it's been really helpful. And then I have an office at home as well. So I'll write out a couple of days a week, write at home. So for me, changing environment as well really helps with compartmentalizing. I've
0: project. Yeah, I've heard that. I uh, Writing is what I have the least amount of time for these days. <laughs> you, can, you can't outsource the writing. So <laughs> I need to be better at outsourcing other stuff, I guess.
1: Yeah. And for me, sometimes, you know, a couple of days will pass when I haven't done anything. And... I had a friend in a writer's meeting this week who said, I've made the commitment to myself that I write every single day, even if it's just for one minute, just one minute a day. Mm I was like, wow, that's, I know that's a low bar.
0: Yeah.
1: Some days I'm not even doing the one minute, so I decided also to do that. And if it's just one minute, you usually find you get in the flow when you write a bit more than the minute.
0: Yeah, of course you can't just. Yeah, you can't just do. That's great advice. I tell a lot of new authors just butt in chair, write, get it out. But then I don't always follow that advice myself because there's so much out there. So I love that. Do you have some, um, You have some another piece of advice that you shared with me. Can you share with other new authors? It, it was you know what honestly it's like what everybody says because we've all been through and it's like keep going don't yes. give up
1: i'm so sorry i think when yeah i first shared... it's,
0: i think it's been a while no that's okay it just strikes me it's interesting because i ask everybody this and it's almost 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 always a version of the same thing which right. is don't give up
1: yes keep going and don't give up and I think there's a lot of fear in writing and putting putting your work out there. And the, I've just actually picked up yesterday the Artist's Way. Have you heard? You've heard of the Artist's I Way? I heard that one, Cameron, and it's a ten-step kind of activities to increase your creativity. And yeah, I've heard lots of good things. And I know um, Elizabeth Gilbert speaks really highly of her as well. If that big oh. magic and that idea, that creativity is kind of outside of ourselves to some extent as well. So I guess tying back to that, don't give up. If you're feeling really worried that what you're putting out there is not good enough um, or shouldn't be shared, I think remembering that there is something, the reason you're doing it, something outside of you, I found. For me, it was focusing on helping kids and that kept me going. I'm like, it's not about me and my ego and people like me or my work. This is, I'm creating this for them. And that was something that kept me going.
0: Oh, I love that. Yes. I love big magic. I, I refer to it often. Yeah. Good. Well then you'll, yeah, you'll love the artist way as well. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to look that one up. Okay. Can you share with people where they can find you? There's a lot of places, but <laughs> it looks like it's all mostly the same name.
1: Yeah. Yep. Definitely. You can find me on any of your preferred social media channels, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I am this year. I've been trying just to go on social media once a week because that's also something that was making me not very productive. So, uh, <laughs> I'm most available via email, just at uh, my website. You can click through to my email there. So my website's findingyourpathbooks.com. And yeah, you can find all the relevant sites through that website.
0: Oh, perfect. Thank you. And I love that. I was having fun on your website. It's really neat. Findingyourpathbooks.com. Thank you so much, Amber, for coming on with me. And I would love to talk to you again in six months or whenever you launch the new series and uh, you can share with us how that goes. Sounds great. Thank you
1: so much for your time to talk. It's always nice to be able to, yeah, share my journey yeah. and
0: yeah.
1: If anyone else who'd like to chat further.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye thanks for listening today writers what do you think do you still want to be published by someone else or are you leaning towards self-publishing now if you've already gone indie but your sales are struggling my mission possible course is perfect for you go to creative writer and check it out now i'll meet you back here next week on the writer's way podcast You've been listening to the Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guest's information, and to learn more about the
1: Writer's Way, check out loririder.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.
0: Thanks for listening today, writers. What do you think? Do you still want to be published by someone else? Or are you leaning towards self-publishing now? If you've already gone indie, but your sales are struggling, my Mission Possible course is perfect for you. Go to Creative Writer and check it out now. I'll meet you back here next week on the Writer's Way podcast.